1: Welcome to The Favorites. I, thankfully, am not Chad Millman. This is Blackjack Fletcher filling in for Chad, who is busy, cuddled up in his mansion in Greenwich, Connecticut, wearing his nightgown, trying to get his family to love him. It's not going to work. Joining me today is the beautiful, elegant, articulate Paul LaDuca from California. How you doing, Paulie? Doing well, Blackjack. It's not a nightgown, it's a moo-moo. Oh, I like that. I like that. A little twist on it. Yes. Uh, So, Chad is out of action today. Pauly is here. This is our uh, parlay show edition of The Favorites. Jeff Schwartz is going to be joining us from Kansas City uh, via telephone today, which will be interesting. Jeff was in the house for the AFC Championship game yesterday. Pauly, quite the eventful day of football. Uh, We're going to get to the recap of these games, but... uh, Tell me, it was a roller coaster of emotions yesterday. Two overtime games, controversial calls in both games. We've got a, a Rams Patriots Super Bowl, which to be honest with you was the one matchup I really wasn't looking forward to coming into this weekend, but we've got it. What's your biggest takeaway from the conference title games?
2: You know, you you hit a lot of things on the head. I mean, Thank you. Um uh, <laughs> both games were were well were well done. I mean, obviously the first game controlled by a late penalty, um, and everybody's going to point to that. And, you know, being a professional athlete before, there's so many different things you can point to before that, that, that let the Rams back in that game. And then I was hoping in the second game when it got an overtime, let's just don't go with another stupid call and have two great games be decided by Julian Edelman's thumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what's a catch, what's not to catch? I do think they got... Some of the, you know, the replay did, they got some of the replay right yesterday. Um, yeah, it was just surprising. I mean, Tom Brady, the lesson at the end of the day is just like, this guy is just no joke. It's just, he's at another level. All
1: right, Pauly, I'm going to interrupt you. We've got Jeff Schwartz live from Kansas oh. City. Jeff, you were in Arrowhead yesterday for the AFC Championship game, a classic game, a duel between the past and the present what uh what are your big takeaways how was the experience how is Mitchell doing tell us everything
3: <laughs> well thank you uh, for having me on my own podcast as a guest and the pleasure uh, is mine it was uh wow um my head still hurts with the noise it was loud last night I'll tell you that obviously um a lot of things Patriots offensive the line wow um they uh, they came to play. I mean, ninety four plays yesterday, which is high for a college game, and Tom Brady was touched like once. And the one time the other time he was touched, I called a, a phantom in the past. Yeah,
1: don't touch Brady's shoulder.
3: Um Palma, I mean, dude, they had they had thirty two plays in the second half, it's worth thirty one points. I mean, he is everything that you'd ever want to court, but I mean Tom Brady sought out time last night to go talk to him because they mm-hmm. were you know, they he was so impressed by what he did. So, uh, just just I mean, yes, you know, disappointment obviously, and the fact is, the, the Chiefs are young, right? Palma Mahomes is young, they have plenty of time. You can't squander opportunities. But you know, there's a reason why I, I didn't bet on the Chiefs in this game. I know, I'm probably like you have to bet for your brother. But look, I mean, you know, gambling obviously is, is different than, than playing for your family. But this whole underdog thing uh, that New England's doing, man, it scared. It scared, scared the hell out of me, and it, it worked yesterday, right? They just came in with the utmost confidence, and uh, it was back and forth in the fourth quarter, but can never count out Tom Brady. Now everyone's obviously loading up on the Patriots early in the, early for this line. I moved three points already. Pretty remarkable.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and Jeff, I mean, you know I was on the Chiefs. As soon as this line came out, I took New England. So spoiler alert, I'm on the Patriots. Lesson learned. I'm going to look right into the camera for this one and just, and just say – I was wrong. I give up. Okay? I've been against New England since week 16 this year. I was on them all year before that. I, I I turned. I went against them for the last two weeks of the regular season. The first two playoff games. I give, okay? You're better. I get it. I won't bet against them ever again. I bet on them before I could talk myself into Sean McVay being a genius. I get it, Brady's the best of all time. He's a better person than I am. He should probably be President of the United States. Um, he
2: would win. He would
1: there's win. nothing he can't do. But Jeff, something I kind of want to ask you because you're you're you know, you're there rooting for the Chiefs. Your brother plays there. You played there. And a conversation we were having before we came on the air today is about the two fan bases that lost yesterday, Kansas City and New England and uh, New Orleans. If I'm a Chiefs fan this morning, like I'm disappointed, no doubt. But I feel pretty good because, like, you've got your guy, man. I mean, Mahomes stood up in the biggest moment and showed that that he's got it. If I'm in New Orleans, I want to burn the fucking city to the ground.
3: Oh, you're, no, you're right. And because look, they're they're obviously older franchises with degrees, three um and they have older players in certain positions. Yeah, I mean, look, they got housing and. I wish the NFL would not admit they made a mistake. because It doesn't make anything better. <laughs> it actually makes, makes it worse. Makes it worse. worse. Do it, 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 worse. It, it does. Same, with, same in the NBA, they do that two-minute referee report at the end of the game, and it makes it way worse. And you know, the, look, there weren't there weren't some there weren't obviously perfect calls in the and pass game, but you can't point to one call and say this is what cost us. The Saints can literally do that, and I'm not a big fan of like basically revisionist history of games where you can say one play. But look, that one play they would have had. First and goal inside the five, or we would have been about the six with halfway the, uh, mm-hmm. half the distance, and under two minutes left, and they had a score. They had six yard score touchdown, and they go to the Super Bowl. Um, and when that happens in, in that manner, uh, it's disappointing to lose that way. But look, let's let's not take away from the Rams. They're done thirteen nothing no. in New Orleans. Drew Brees was six and zero in the playoffs, and they struck all the way back. I'll tell you why. I tweeted out before the game that I was uh, I was kind of su- surprised no one had really discussed Jared Goff had never been in the road playoff game before. And man, he showed some stones in there. The, the defensive line played really well in the second half. The Rams' defense with Tlaib is really good. Without him, they are not good. With him, they are really good. Um, and you gotta, you got to give it to him, man. They, they took that game from New Orleans, even with the bad call. Uh, but they made the plays to win, which you have to give them credit for. You know, I know the focus will be obviously on the bad call, but let's give the Rams their due.
1: Yeah, and and Schwartzy, you're, you're exactly right in that, listen, the call was as bad as it gets. I mean, it was egregious. There were multiple fouls on the play. I think the Rams also got away with another pretty obvious penalty on Ted Ginn earlier in the fourth quarter. But But the Saints did everything they could to give that game away. I mean, the first two drives, them settling for field goals instead of touchdowns. I mean, they had opportunity after opportunity to kind of step on the throat of the Rams, and they didn't do it. And then, you know, after everything that happens, they get the ball in overtime, and they wind up turning it over on an interception. So, I mean, it's I understand the Saints being very upset, and they have every right to be. But you know, you got to look in the mirror a little bit too.
3: Uh, they do, and look, their offense has struggled very much over the last couple couple weeks, and I think people are figuring out um, that. That really have a threat in the passing out of of, um, of Thomas, right? I mean, yeah, Kamara is out of backfield, but otherwise, they don't really have very much. Uh, they're a lot of young, inexperienced, a lot of positions. Uh, their offensive line is super beat up. They're really good when healthy, when they're beat up and not the same. Not not the same when they're beat up. And, and you know, Brees, maybe he's looking like he's forty. I mean, he's forty years old now. You know, he doesn't have this quite the same strength to get the ball downfield. Um, and yeah, you're mentioning they, they would. This loss is much worse for them because the Chiefs still have a 23 year old quarterback, um, and and the Saints quarterback is 40.
1: Paulie, what about you? What are your big takeaways from the NFC title game?
2: Well, the NFC title game, I I'm with you. I, I thought the Chief, Chiefs played to. That's the AFC, buddy. I put it. Um, I, I mean, so, sorry. The uh, the Saints played the game not to lose rather than to win. Put it like you said. the they're sort of, I guess, foot on the throat. Um, I will give credit to McVay. I will give credit to uh, uh, Goff. They played a lot of that game without Gurley. He was on the sideline. Then he came back in. Um, that was just, that was surprising. When I get back to the AFC Championship game, what, what, what Jeff said earlier blows my mind of the confidence of Tom Brady. We are in a millennial area. Uh, uh, obviously in, in 2019 where I think a lot of voices aren't heard in locker rooms or they are heard, but they're sort of brushed aside. Where Tom Brady's always going to be heard because he's Tom Brady. He walks into the clubhouse. He tells everybody I'm the baddest mf'er er of all time. Um, Goes out there, shows it. And then goes over to Mahomes to tell him how great he played, knowing he was going to win. How impressed Mahomes played, basically saying, you know what, dude, I am so proud. I can't believe you put up that good of a fight. I didn't even think it was going to be that close. But basically giving yeah. off the vibe that I am going to win. And what he puts that to his players makes them believe and catches that Burke had made and catches that Edelman made over and over and over. It's like... How he gets these guys to perform and I think that when he gets in front of them in the clubhouse and talks, they listen. Now in 2019 I get there's other motivational guys It's different now and I just think that he can will people to win I, where that's a, that's
1: and, a it's an interesting point Paulie but I, a question that, that that I have looking back at this game is and Jeff, I'm curious to get your take on this obviously you played in the NFL. If D. Ford lines up one foot behind where he does, Tom Brady loses an AFC championship game, throws three interceptions, and is outplayed by Patrick Mahomes doing what he normally does to win games. Are we sitting here today saying, Brady's done, this is the end of the Patriots dynasty? I mean, are we literally like 12 inches away from that happening?
3: Maybe, but here's the thing. The Patriots don't beat themselves... Like that's what they do, right? Is is yeah. I mean, Edelman probably was trying to be trying to beat himself, getting, getting that close to the ball. But again, we the Patriots don't screw things up, right? Just like look, Seattle made the right call in the Super Bowl to pass the ball. They just had they ran a bad play, but like the the Patriots don't panic, right? They just fix their game plan and they don't beat themselves. The Patriots would never be outside in that situation, right? Like that's so simple. Just look over. Make sure you're on sides. It looked to me. I mean, I seen. I haven't seen the replay of the game, but I saw tweets about. It. I mean, it's clearly offside. Yeah, it so was, was off. About that, it's like that's that's something that it's so it's just pretty snap to just align properly, right? And the Patriots do not make those mistakes. They don't do it. They've never done it, and that's why they're in their ninth Super Bowl Tom Brady. Ninth Super Bowl is they they don't make mistakes. They and Peter King wrote about this in his article and we talked we talked about it last night which too. you were quoted um, in by the way yeah 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 I, I i talked to peter last night about it but i mean the patriots put in eight new plays on sunday morning you know how rare that is? i told my brother this morning he's like wow like that that is so rare to put in brand new plays <laughs> on the morning of a game day um and then even even though the, the the slant to gronk in overtime was one that they, wasn't even on the play sheet was on the play sheet and they just they put it in and 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 they called the play in the huddle and people in the huddle were like uh, like what what, what do we just do and because they saw that Eric Berry was kind of bailing on his outside shoulder whenever against Gronk and they said they thought the inside would be wide open and it was like they can do that because obviously McDaniels and Brady have worked together for so long but there's just trust that the players will do their job i know it's their mantra but they will do their job, and they take advantage of little things here, like Chris Jones, the Chiefs' three technique, is really good, when he doesn't really play the run terribly well, uh, and so they took advantage of that and just kept kind of running at him and making him pass rush, and like it just, they just do little things that are so important, and they don't beat themselves, and other teams beat themselves, plain and simple, and that's what the Chiefs did. Look, that play is not the reason why they lost, but it is, they it would have it won with the interception.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. So,
1: those are the conference title games. Obviously, now the Super Bowl two weeks away. We've got the Rams. We've got the Patriots. Can anyone talk me into the Rams winning this game?
3: Well, I can easily. I can easily talk to you in, I, into that. I just I won't bet it. If it does get to three, I'll bet the Rams. Um, look, here's the thing. Um, they look Tlaib will be on Edelman. I think Um Gallo and Sue, and the Patriots offensive line is obviously good. I mean, they're. they're they have a chance. Um, you know, they're going to have to be a little bit more multiple on offense because if you just come out in eleven personnel against New England, um, they're going to find a way to shut you down. Okay. So, and, Sean McVay has two weeks to figure that out.
1: Yeah, and let me ask you this because I, I, I need an answer here. What in the hell is going on with Todd Gurley? I mean, I don't know. The guy had what no four idea. touches in the heard. second half of that game, and they're saying he's well, totally he healthy. Going to,
2: he keeps like. Like trying to loosen up his legs. You don't know if it's hurt or not. You don't know if what, what's going on and I don't I saw get it either. theory
3: is that I saw one theory that you really can't run to the edge against the Saints because of Cam Jordan. And so CJ Anderson's more of an in between the tackles runner, like downhill runner, and that's why they, they used him more on Sunday. Possible. I I was I was out and about you know, kinda of like getting to the stadiums. I, I listened listen to most of the game on the radio. Um, so I had a chance to see – like I will listen to basically the second and third quarters in the radio um, and watch the fourth quarter at the stadium. So I, I, I don't know, but that's what people were theorizing on Twitter is that um, and people that I, that I trust that say, you know, C.J. Anderson just a cut between the tackles runner and that's the way the Rams had to run the football.
1: I mean, I, I, I hear you, but I mean Anderson had more touches the week before in, in their first playoff game against yeah. Dallas. And Gurley catches the ball out of the backfield for them a lot too – And he just was, I mean, he went entire drives without seeing the field. I mean, it seems odd for a guy who led the league in touchdowns with 21 during the regular season in the NFC championship game to just go missing, not even to be on the field as a decoy, nothing.
2: I just think McVay plays the hot hand too, you know, and like CJ's hot right now and like um, running between the tackles is working for them. I think it's sort of surprised a lot of people, you know, they were sort of like, Like uh, Jeff was saying, a little bit like the Colts back in the day, running the stretch plays a lot, running those play-action stretch plays and then throwing the ball down the middle of the field. And I think once they lost Cooper Cup, okay, let's go to C.J. Anderson. Let's work the inside of the field with him and then the outside of the field with Woods and the other guys, and it's worked. And I don't know. like He seemed like he was completely healthy on the sideline yesterday. It was weird. Yeah.
3: I, I don't know. I, I mean, look, this is one of those things where where we'll find out, um, you know, probably after the season, there's going to be a report by Schefter saying, probably Gurley has his knee scoped. Like, you know, there's going to be some report that comes out. Probably got a meniscus
2: uh, or something like that. Yeah. yeah
3: something that, something. That this, this is the way it always is. And sometimes it's agents covering for their clients, but um, it, someone's going to come out. But look, Look, credit the Rams. The Rams have, they brought in Sue this year in a one year deal. They brought in Peters. They, they brought in Andrew Whitworth last year and John Sullivan, their center. They brought in CJ Anderson. I mean, the Rams deserve credit for making mm-hmm. the personnel moves.
1: They made and the trade for Dante Fowler, who had a
2: huge yep. play.
3: Yep, he did. He forced the interception. And, re- and real yep. quick, they-
2: Jeff made just a, yeah. an unbelievable point, and I did it. 2007, needed meniscus surgery, didn't have the surgery done. Because I was a free agent, didn't want teams to know that I had a torn meniscus. Because I knew meniscus was not that bad of a surgery, I could be back within a month. So I was hoping that other teams would sign me, then do the physical and be like, okay, he's only got a meniscus, everything's okay, we'll sign him. Um, The national signed me, got my meniscus done. So I didn't want other teams to know that I was damaged. So happens a lot more than you think.
1: You really pulled one over on the Nationals,
2: brother. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I feel bad. You, you I broke my hand five games in yeah, the season. You, you, you just was, stole I, their money. I did. I did. I, I should have came into D.C. with a mask on. <laughs> I'll admit it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's a highlight for me. All right. So <laughs> speaking of highlights, I want to tell you about Mac Weldon. Mack Weldon's mission is simple, to make sure all of your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient. And frankly, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. The website is super easy to navigate and shop in. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, and more that you're ever going to wear. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you your money, no questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. You can wear them working out, going to work going out on a date, or just walking around in everyday life. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code ACTION at checkout. That's MacWeldon.com and enter promo code ACTION at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. This is our final parlay show of the NFL season. We're obviously all going to be live together on Monday the 28th in New York City for our live show. Uh, Make sure you sign up if you haven't. Uh, there is still time to sign up uh, at com slash favorites. Uh, make sure you go do that. Or maybe you can get a flyer from me standing in sub-zero temperatures in the middle of New York City. Because that's what they have me doing here.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, can we get you with uh, – uh, Jeff and I could supply a lot of alcohol to warm you up. I will need that. I will need it. Can we get you in like blackjack speedos with the hat and the cowboy boots? It's sort of like the – the man they got out of here in Venice, and you could like play the guitar with all your picks, and like I don't know, we could supplement you with some kind of income.
1: Listen, the the more you're talking, the more I like it. Um, as I told with
2: with jewel smoke, but people really won't know if it's jewel smoke if it's your breath.
1: Oh, that's true. It's a good mask. Uh, as I told Chab when I came to work here, I will not say no to anything. So if you want me out there in a speedo, then I guess I'll do that. Um, but. As we wrap up our final parlay show of the NFL season, you guys have been here uh, every week doing this together. So tell me some of your uh, favorite moments from the show, Jeff. Let's start with you.
3: Oh man, um, I'm sure you guys can play a montage of favorite moments as well. I mean, I just like
0: well, we kind of have to now. On,
3: Thanks, Jeff. Holly, 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 like. I mean, just being depressed, like pre-show, like like you know, you get turns on for the show, but we're like, you know, Paulie, how was your weekend? Like, oh man, just like, oh, I don't know want to talk about just the the, the bad. This he the, had to score, you to score a touchdown. Come on, man, let's just score a touchdown at the end of the game. Just, it's just, it's just it was uh, a lot of. Fun. I mean, but, you know, look, part of it is like we Mondays are tough, right? I mean, we're trying to give you a, a nineteen parlay. We should, we probably should have done the money line thing early yeah. in the season because um, it it's hard to do this i think people um maybe thought it was easier i mean we're doing a 19 parlay on monday morning when the lines just come out um but it was fun to track on you know on sundays and we had a text chain going and trying to figure out who was the one to blame and mostly it was Chad. all of us um Chad. But I, I, Chad. I liked i liked it it was fun
1: What about you, Polly? What are some of your favorite
2: moments from the show? Yeah, it was like Schwartzy said. It it was a ton of fun. Me bitching about how I I lost, and uh, the worst weekend for me was—I'll never forget—I woke up in the morning and (laughs) I looked at my account, and I was like so depressed because I had Cincinnati against Temple, like midway through the season. I remember that. and, And Temple had not crossed the 50 yard line halfway through the fourth quarter and all of a sudden like put up 200 yards in the fourth quarter and ot and covered and it cost me like over 9 to to 15,000 in, in money and like i remember calling jeff in the morning and like or it was with jeff and chad that day like before and was just telling him, like dude I don't want to do the podcast. I think I even tried to call it sick for my own own (laughs) podcast that day. I like really wanted to cry. I wanted. um, uh, I think I tried to uh, find a phone book if they even exist and find Luke Fickle's number. I wanted to prank call him that (laughs) night. I I, it's funny that all of our favorite moments of this show involve
1: uh, not only Paul but Paul losing. Um, I remember coming in one morning and Paul was particularly upset about the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was one of those mornings, Jeff, as you mentioned, where Paul was just despondent. And I remember him saying to us, I have nothing. I don't even have a dog. I have nothing. And he was just, he sounded like he was—he should be on suicide watch. It was just the most depressing thing I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, my, well, my issue, I, the I- issue I have is is like, when I came into the office, I had hit a giant, giant parlay, but the parlays don't show up on our app. and it just <laughs> yeah, Tell us about
1: this a little bit, Paul. It really, because really upsets me. I'm looking at your page on the Action Network app. Chad would be upset if I didn't say it's free. Go download it. Um, and in the last 30 days, Paul, it says you have made over 700 bets. Can you kind of walk us through how that's humanly possible? What's my record? Uh, it is 395, 368, and 11. You're
2: welcome. You're welcome. 30 so, games over. Um, Try tell, tell somebody else to do it You are, see if they're 30 listen, games over. Listen, it is impressive. And, and here's the thing. They're not minus units because I hit a parlay that's over <laughs> 70 units. But for some reason, a we don't want A
1: 70-unit parlay.
2: Yeah, you want me to show it to you? I
1: believe you.
2: It's just insane. Yes, It's called hitting four-teamers. It's called hitting three-teamers. You know what it's called? It's called G-A-M-B-I-L-I-N-G. I -I I don't bet 20 games in the 30 games period, okay? I don't have a V-A-G, a a vag. I have what you call a penis. It comes out of a man, okay? Guys that have a penis actually make wagers like real human beings. They don't give out one game per one every two and a half days and have a security blanket like Linus from the Peanuts. I am actually a real gambler and a DG like normal people, like people that actually want to follow this app and not need a security blanket and go and look at their record and go, ooh, I'm 20 and 8. I'm doing so good.
1: Oh, this is my new favorite moment from this show. <laughs> oh, God. I, damn it. Think I,
2: I think I just dropped the mic.
1: Yeah, my I think couch. you really did. You let me tell you something. You might be unemployed later today, but you really, really did. Um Wow. I agree with a lot of what you said.
2: And I'm up 53 units the last seven weeks, and my bookie is literally on his way to Utah. All
1: right, but my question, more than, more than congratulations on the on the wins and the seventy unit parlay. If I find
2: my bookie, I'll give you ten percent. Um, so Stop ripping on me.
1: But how how do you just physically input seven hundred bets into the app in thirty
3: days?
2: You just like get on the app and you punch them fucking in. <laughs> I don't know.
3: So wait 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 how many how many units did you bet on the parlay to get to seventy? Like how many get the wager?
2: Oh no! What do you mean?
3: like like you wager, it's a 5 unit parlay it's not obviously a one you're not doing a... Seven
2: no the it parlay. was like I don't know I quit playing them if you look I don't even really play parlays and teasers and I don't even know why we put out parlays and teasers if they if well, they do go lose, towards I our record all I lose all I lose, all,
3: I lose like every single one of
2: them Yeah Just so like players. I, I don't play. know why so I, I've only played like maybe 20 throughout this whole span so yeah. Um, I hit a four-teamer, a three-teamer, a three-teamer, and, a, like, three three-teamers and a four-teamer in one day. And I'm like, oh, wow. It's, like, plus 70-something units. I look up next day. Oh, I love you, Paulie. <laughs> if, you guys
3: want this, if you guys want this live, you need to come to our taping next week.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I mean, but guys... The best part about this this is like Paulie like before the show, but, and then uh-huh. he just like becomes like corporate during the show. Now, just completely unhinged, and it's amazing.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be down on my hands and knees apologizing to Chad. Although this is the third week in a row without Chad, yeah, I'm I- starting to worry that he might be using a new hair product, and it might be like you know something's going brain? on here. I don't know, but like I feel like he's avoiding it, uh, Jeff and I.
1: Ooh. Jeff, you have any thoughts on that?
3: Uh I mean Was chat was chat the reason why we lost the parlay or something? Is that why he's avoiding us? I don't know what it is. Uh, I feel like we're feel, it feels like just we're not good enough for him. Like his his yeah. his mansion in Connecticut is more important than hanging yeah. out with his boys he, talking about sports.
1: He's trying to get his children to love him, but it's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, they, well, he's got
2: his kids swindling kids, his other kid. Like she's one kid's charging the other kid twenty five dollars to play Xbox. He's got a lot of stuff going on in his house. <laughs>
3: That's amazing. That's incredible.
2: It really is incredible. By the way, I mean obviously, before we close the show, like if you had gunned ahead right now, who you playing in the Super Bowl, or what's what side are you playing? And by the way, can I ask Jeff this question? Yeah, is the Super Bowl over and under higher than the Pro Bowl? Over and under?
3: (laughs) It might be. Um, It's fifty eight and a half. The Pro
2: Bowl. What's the Super Bowl? Uh,
3: what? What's the Pro Bowl?
2: Fifty eight and a half.
3: Yeah, the Super Bowl. I think it's fifty-seven to fifty-nine, right? Somewhere around that range, I think. I think mean, Chiefs Rams. I saw Chiefs Rams would have been sixty. I think I saw yesterday from from. Line would it's fifty-eight 60. and a half right now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I don't think. I mean, look, the Patriots are not explosive offense, and the Rams have a better defense than than do the Chiefs. So I actually think that it has a chance to go under. Just like I said, I mean, the, the Rams and. They, they're very kind of predictable in their personnel, and I'm not sure you can do that against New England, so I'm interested to see how they kind of change what they do against the Patriots. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you asked about my first initial – look. At, at minus two, I'll probably take the Patriots, just because I can't bring myself to not bet against Tom Brady. Just like this week, like I like I bet on the Patriots personally this week. I did not put in the app for various reasons that I think you can understand. Um I just I'm not betting against them, and I was like shocked to see blackjack. Like you have been Tom Brady's biggest fan all year. You bet on them when they're they're giving up seven and a half points to the Dolphins. Like and you're like oh, they're going to win anyways. Like, no, they're not. But now like in the playoffs, you're like oh, I'm off the betting. nine. I
1: actually, I'm laid nine game. in that game.
3: So I'm not. <laughs> so it's close. I like, think it closed like seven and a half. I'm not even. I'm not even like I'm not. So I would say Patriots. But if it gets to three, which I don't think the bookmakers are going to want it to be a three. I might take the Rams at three because um, then the game will be close. But at two, one and one half, two, give me the Patriots, which is kind of shitty because all the public's betting them.
1: Patriots by a million. I don't care. I don't care what the number is. I would lay it. Patriots. Just, you know what? Do yourself the favor. This is a piece of real advice here. Do yourself the favor. Lay the juice. Don't worry about the points because, you know what, the Patriots tend to play close Super Bowls. Don't, don't, yeah. don't screw around with the points. Just lay the juice on the money line
3: that's what I, I, I thought I thought, of, I thought that away too I just at two right you might as well you might as well just put a little bit of, yeah I, I I kind of agree with that with that idea in general because it's such a it's so it's, it's kind of close to me what is it the juice right now is at minus minus one thirty four yeah it, it's balanced. worth
2: it yeah he's three and five Brady, uh against the spread in the Super Bowl by the way if he loses the super Bowl it, it'll be the most uh, he'll be tied with Jim Kelly, which would be sort of weird. Considering well, but they, he also
3: has five more Super Bowls than Jim Kelly. I know,
2: right? Is that yeah. unbelievable? I mean, but you can't even. You can't good news even for make Jim Kelly.
1: He's cancer free again. So, yeah.
2: No, that is true. Yeah. It's good news.
1: Jim Kelly's a tough son of a bitch.
2: No, it is. And it, is. It's, a, it's a good thing, too. It's a great thing.
1: All right, guys. On that note, let's wrap up the final episode here uh, of the football season of our Parlay show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the favorites. We have shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Download the free Action Network app today and put a smile on little Chad Noman's face. Please rate and review the show. Georgina is going to read her favorite reviews on Friday's show. Pauly, Schwartzy, thank you for joining me. As always, I love you both dearly. You can listen to our show on Apple com slash the Action Network or wherever you get your shows. We will see you on Wednesday when Chad talks to Scooch. Till next time.